Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It's the bye week, Garrett, and it's a good time, even though it's the late bye. You know, I like the bye right in the middle because then you really have the, you can break down the first half of the season. You can just say this is the first half, second half, you know, the whole thing. Exactly. With the late bye, it's the state of the Ravens at the late bye. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about where the Ravens sit now, what they need to improve on, what they're doing really well, the path, the road ahead, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, Garrett. So... Big picture, the Ravens are sitting at 9-3. They have the best record in the AFC as it stands right now. You got to like where the Ravens are sitting. Yeah, I think if you knew, if you get proposed a scenario at the bye week, the Ravens are going to be 9-3 and and the top yeah. seed in the AFC, would you, would you sign up for that? I absolutely would. I think most Ravens fans would say, yes, sign me up. I think also when you... What really bothers you is that it could have been better than 9-3, right? It's like 9-3, yeah. but golly, you let three just that you should have had there's two things slip that really, through your fingers. There's two things that really bother you. One is what you just mentioned. You You really feel like... Uh, okay, conservatively, you should be eleven and one. You know, you feel Seriously. you really feel that way. And then the other part that bothers you is that the AFC is just so dang good. And all of a sudden, you're sitting home this weekend, and the potential exists for these other these other teams who are eight and three to also join you at nine and three. And then all of a sudden, yep. you're no longer the top seed in the AFC. And you also know the road ahead is very difficult, which we're going to talk about in a minute. So I think it's those two things. I, I feel really good about where the Ravens are. I feel like there's a slight element of missed opportunity here, but I also think that, and then I also think that the AFC is just so good that if the Ravens are going to maintain this spot as the top seed, I don't really think they can lose another game the rest they of the way in the regular the season. I think they probably have to run the table. Yeah. All right. So, how good are the Ravens? Is kind of the question, and I I, I think that this team has everything it needs to win the Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why, okay? They can win games in different ways more than they could even in 2019 when they went 14-2, and two, right? This team has just di- a, a wider arsenal of weapons, and I think that's what makes them... I'll say it right now. I'll say it right now, Garrett. I ain't scared. I'll give you the big point. You're scared. You're a scared guy, but I'll give you the big point. This team is better than the 2019 Ravens. And I think that's why they are more suited not to get knocked off early, kind of caught by surprise like the 2019 Ravens did in the first round of the playoffs. Well, yeah. not the first round technically, but you right, know what I mean. Right, right. Um, I think that there could be truth. I think it's a more complete team. I think that this defense is better than that year's yep. defense. I think that this offense is has the ability to do more. I, that that's, one, that's what I'm yeah. kind of saying. The offense has different ways to win. Yeah, but that team, it's like... You're you're a victim of your own success because that team just blew everybody out all season long. That they didn't really have to come from behind much. They didn't have to play that many close games, mm-hmm. and so then all of a sudden you find yourself in a hole, and you're a little bit shell shocked in that first playoff game against the Titans. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa! This isn't what's, how this goes. Yeah, what's going on here? This isn't the script. <laughs> and so it just was. It, it, and so, I, but I think that this team is more equipped if they do fall in an early hole to come back. Come no, behind. we haven't really seen that. A lot. We haven't seen that this season right, either, right. quite frankly. That's now, as most games, they haven't been just boat racing teams like they were in 2019, where you jumped out to 21 point leads in the yeah. first quarter. Um, but the Ravens have only trailed to the Cardinals. Yeah, they're well. They, they <laughs> well, other than the games they yeah, lost yeah. at the very end, but yeah. like trailed a game before the final minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, they've been leading. Basically it was the whole only way. the Cardinals who yeah. went down the field and, and scored on their opening drive. That was it. Uh huh. So it, it had, they haven't had a comeback t- 
effort, but I still think that you've seen the offense has thrived passing the ball. They've thrived running the ball. In 2019, it was kind of like the the formula worked so well that you just kept duplicating it over and over and over and over again, and it kept working. Yeah, yeah. Now the Ravens have different formulas in which they can win. The, the thing about the 19 team is that it was hard to see them being stopped because they just weren't stopped the whole year. This, they were juggernaut. This, this, this offense has been stopped. It has not been as clean as that mm-hmm, 19 mm-hmm, season was mm-hmm. over the course of that regular season. And so that's, the, to me, another big difference. Now, that's a, that's a notch for the 19 team right there to talk about you know that they basically just couldn't be stopped. And, the, and you're like projecting it. You're like, I just don't see any way that that happens. Well, then it, it did happen. Mm-hmm. And so then everybody, all of us included, were just caught off guard by that but I think that I think that the quality of this defense yeah is a major factor in just expecting where this team can go 100% it's one of if not the best defense in the league and I think that they can if they can hold teams like they did to the Chargers to 10 points it's going to be tough to beat the Ravens and what's exciting about the defense is it's had some of its best performances against the best offenses against the best quarterbacks, against the best wide receivers, yeah. the most dangerous ones. The Lions came in here with a top offense. The Ravens shut them down. Yeah. The Chargers have maybe the most talented offense. You know, We were talking going into that game. Justin Herbert's maybe the most talented quarterback that they've faced this year. They have Keenan Allen, who is leading the league in receptions. Now he continued that against the Ravens. He had a lot of catches. But like... You you kind of you shut down their offense for the majority of the game and force the turnovers. Like it's not only they can play shut down defense and have where they're just not allowing much many yards. Period. I mean the yards per play they're on a historic pace uh-huh. on yards per play allowed, and on top of that, you're also making a lot of plays. You're getting turnovers, Geno Stone. You know you're getting interceptions. You lead the league with 47 sacks. Now you get three forced fumbles this past week. So you're making splash plays on top of just being a really stingy defense in terms of yards allowed. Yeah, yeah. I think like you take a look at the big picture of this team and this defense. They can get after the quarterback. Yep. Better than anybody else in the NFL. Yep. They can come up with the takeaways. Yep. Geno Stone, you mentioned, and Marcus Williams is getting healthier. They have good corners on the outside. Marlon Humphrey's going to come back. Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are the best linebackers. You get a lot of sacks. You get sack strips, all that stuff. So you have this this great defense in place that can basically shut down the run in most situations, can come away with takeaways, and can pressure the quarterback if they need to do that. Good recipe right there. Check, check, check. Okay, and then on the offensive side, they still are the best team in the league at running the football. So you, the old Terrell Suggs adage, pack your defense in your run game, that's going to win games in December and January. Okay, well, you got those two. Completely. Those are packed. They're in the bag. It's (laughs) zipped up. Yeah, that's that's, uh, what Deion Sanders say. I got luggage and it's Louie. Right, so he's got the nice, that's the nice luggage. Okay, Uh it's packed. All right. But then you got the carry-ons with the passing game. <laughs> exactly. Let's keep it going. So then, then you have you have this passing game too, where Lamar is having his best season ever as a passer. Right. He's completing passes at a higher percentage than he has ever in his career. He's on pace for a higher, high, more passing yards than he's ever had in his career. And so you have this passing game with these new weapons that are exciting mm-hmm. and electric players like. Zay Flowers and Keaton Mitchell coming on. So you have got firepower. You've got efficiency. So for all of those reasons, I think that the Ravens are absolutely 
capable of winning a Super Bowl. Yep, I, I absolutely agree. And, and let's not forget that when you're comparing the Ravens to other teams around the league, and, and let's say specifically the AFC, right? Are they the best team in the AFC? Are they going to come out as AFC champions and go to the Super Bowl? Well, you, you think about the Chiefs, right? Like, no team is flawless. And, and that's kind of the thing that has cracked me up a little bit about the conversation coming out of the Chargers game is like, well, the offense, you know, it was it was a little stagnant and, and whatever. It was a little clunky. And sure, I, I agree with that. But like to expect perfection every single week, it's just un, an unrealistic expectation. No, no team is perfect every single week. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, well, you've been up and down on offense. Well, we just scored 30 points in five straight games uh-huh. before this. Like, yes, you're going to have your ups and downs. That's just, that's just football for everybody. The chiefs had their wide receivers dropping balls left and right the yeah. week before when they took a loss. Yeah. Right. And so like they're looking at it and are there, are there wide receiver, is their wide receiver core good enough to go all the way? You know, the, their offense has been a little, eh, you know, their defense has been really good. So like, I just think that, of course, the the goal, the aim is perfection. That's what you want. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Right? You, you just try to keep getting better and get as close as you can to it. There's two things I want to say. One is specifically to the Chargers game and like that criticism. To me, I don't really worry. It wasn't the prettiest win at all. Mm-hmm. But A, I don't care about pretty wins. You know, I think that there is an indication of how good you play, and that can be predictive of the future. But in this game specifically... Going into a bye, you're playing your 12th game. You've traveled literally all over the world, across the Atlantic, gone to the West Coast twice. It, twice. it was a kitchen sink game for the Chargers, mm-hmm. who, you know, coach was battling with the media during the week. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of questions Big there. Big time environment. A lot, of, a lot, I mean, a lot that... of heat on Justin Herbert and that whole mm-hmm. team. Primetime game. Like, they kind of pulled out all the stops. You're running Keenan Allen reverse throws to, uh, you know, on crazy <laughs> third and 17 situations. Like, they, pull, they pulled out all the stops. It was... Mm-hmm. And like their season in a lot of ways was on the line. And there were everyone, for the most part, is surprised that they're not a playoff team right now. Right. And so that's why there's so much heat on them. So they pulled out all the stops and you still won. Was it totally perfect? No, but like you got that win and now you get a bye, you get a chance to get healthy after a pretty grueling first twelve weeks of the season. Yeah. So that's that's that piece. <laughs> and then in terms oh man, of the you're Chief, on one. But then you're ter- on one. In terms of like kind of where the Ravens stack up in the AFC, to your point on the Chiefs. I agree. The Chiefs are not a perfect team. I don't think that there is a perfect team. I think what's di- what what the difference is that the Chiefs have done it. The yeah. Chiefs have done it twice, Completely and the Ravens agree. haven't yet. Completely agree. And, and yeah, until you do it, you don't know, right? My whole outlook on all of this is the, the I and I get the debate. It's fun to debate who's the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, those that gets debated on sports talk shows every single Monday morning. Yeah, right. And uh, and we'll continue to be. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What matters is that you're one of one of the best to me, right? The Ravens are 100%. You can't argue that they're not one of the best teams. And then you get in the playoffs and let's see what happens, mm-hmm. right? You're, they're going to play tough games. They're going to they're gonna play well. And like, I don't know, maybe they lose to the Chiefs because the Chiefs have done it before and Mahomes makes some crazy play. Possible, right? Or the Ravens beat them. Like, I, I don't know. I think the Ravens have the recipe to beat anybody. I think they have a good enough defense to beat anybody. I think this offense is good enough to beat any defense. Like yeah. the, you can run the ball on on anybody. So I I don't see a team that the Ravens can't beat. Will they? I don't know. I mean, I, like even if you just broaden it out, 
in Lamar Jackson's career, when he's been on the field, the Ravens have been a Super Bowl contender throughout yeah. their career, throughout his career. Yep. They were the top seed in the AFC two years ago, you know, and he, he got hurt, you know, and missed the end of the season. They almost beat the Bengals last year on the road with Tyler Huntley starting that game. Right. Crazy play ends up turning that game. You know, we don't need to rehash that, but <laughs> I think that like, you know, so the Ravens have been kind of knocking on the door. And when Lamar Jackson's been healthy, they've been among the best teams in the league. And that's the case again this year. The crazy thing is, you know, like as you project it out, you start looking at like these matchups, potential matchups in the playoffs. Like there's no easy games. There's no easy games there. I know you're already you're already sweating about the prospect of Flacco coming to MSA. I mean, it's a real possibility that you, you end up in the two seed. And it's the uh, two seven matchup, and it's the Browns with Joe Flacco coming to town. That is a crazy scenario. <laughs> that is. And honestly, when you look at the Browns' schedule and like their possibility, like I think that there's a they probably need to get the, win three games. They're at seven and four right now, and so that puts them at ten and seven. And like they might not even necessarily three, three or four. I don't know what the how they stack up with tiebreakers. But I think that, that there's like when you look at their schedule, I think there's a real chance they could win three games. Yeah. And. You could have Flacco a, might be starting this Sunday. Yeah, and you could have a Joe Flacco comes into Baltimore in January. That would be as wild. a member of the Browns. That is a crazy scenario. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. I mean, it, it it right now as good as the Ravens are, you can't pencil them in even as division champions. I mean, you look at the Steelers' schedule. A lot of it, I think, hinges on is the Steelers' offense that was pretty good this past week against the Bengals. Now, granted, the Bengals' defense hasn't been great this year. Uh-huh. But it came to life, right? Uh, are they are they going to continue to play well on offense? Because if they do, how many more games do the Steelers lose? You look at their schedule, they really have three tough road games left. They have at Indy, at Seattle, at Baltimore. Those are three losable, certainly mm-hmm. losable games for them. The rest... Like I don't see them dropping those games. There's just, there's a world in which that Week 18 game here in Baltimore is for the division. It, completely. Completely. And so they have one of the easiest remaining schedules. The Ravens have the hardest. Yep. And so the pressure is still on the Ravens. And that leads us to, I think, let's talk about where the Ravens need to still improve. You're at the bye week. It's when you take stock of, all right, we talked about all the great things the Ravens are doing. What are they not doing really well that needs to change here over the final five-game regular season stretch? Yeah, I I mean, I I think I would look at the offense. I I do think... There's a couple things that I that I would point to. One, I think that finding an avenue for some big plays, hmm. you know, is is one. Now that could be Zay Flowers. You know, they they hit the big play. <laughs> Zay Flowers gets the 37 yard touchdown, but I'm not putting that in the big play traditional category. He's okay. a handoff. Okay. So like, yeah, it's, it, you like to see that, but like. You know, some hitting some downfield shots. They've just they haven't connected on those, and mm-hmm. there's a variety of reasons for that. But I think that finding an avenue to hit some more of those big plays is something that I think that they can can work on this week. Yeah. Another one is I think they just have to continue to figure out how this offense adjusts and gain more comfort with Mark Andrews not being out there. Yeah. And part of that's on Lamar and T. Martin talked about him working extra with his receivers and whatnot on those broken play, you know, kind of plays. And I, on the film too, and, and this is one that I saw after our last film breakdown podcast, but there's one play, it was a, a second down play, and it looked like they were trying to take a shot to Isaiah Likely in the end zone, and Lamar just didn't quite trust it enough. You know, Likely didn't run the route exactly how he wanted. He was a little close to safety, and Lamar said, ah! Uh-huh. You know, if that's Mark running that route, he might throw that up and give him a chance. Yeah. Uh, with Isaiah, 
he pulled it down, ended up trying to run and got sacked. Right. Uh And so like, I think that there's, there is still a process of figuring out how the offense changes with Isaiah likely more of it is getting him the ball in space and things like that, that he can be fast and elusive and all that. But gaining that trust between Lamar and Isaiah to make those kind of plays that they're that are going to have to be made down the stretch like that is not I think figured out or ironed out quite yet yeah I think the other part of the bye week when the coaches go through this process and we've seen this over the years with uh, the Ravens they kind of take an assessment of personnel and ensure that they're using personnel all in the in the right way in the best possible way we've already seen the 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 Keaton Mitchell diet increase. Okay, so they're putting mm-hmm. more and more on his plate. I would expect that to continue over the course of the second half, these these final five games of the regular season. I think we're going to see more of Keaton Mitchell. He's got explosive home run potential, and I think the Ravens want to find ways to get him more involved. That could be in the passing game. That could be as you know traditional out of the backfield. I, I just think that he's got that that home run potential where the Ravens are going to want him on the field. Okay, two more areas that I think the Ravens need to improve. Pass protection is, is one, and, and yep. that maybe that's recency bias because Khalil Mack was a problem. Uh, now, he's a problem for a lot of people. He's just a good player, but it was an issue. And, and right now, like I mentioned, I think Ronnie you know, is not fully healthy. Hopefully he's getting, he's getting healthier over the bye. They need to find a solution there because it's been a problem in multiple games now, the yeah. protection specifically on that side. Um, so that needs to be worked out because that's the, the one thing that I think when Lamar doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket, it it's an issue. That's an issue for every quarterback. Yeah. But I think they need to improve a little bit in the pass protection on the on that edge specifically. Um, and then special teams, I think, needs to just yeah. iron out some of these wrinkles. You know, you're just seeing too many hiccups, like we talked about, whether it's blocked kicks, blocked punt, we you know, uh, timing issues now. There's just been too many hiccups for a special teams unit that is, you know, has historically been one of the best in the league under John Harbaugh. Too many little things like that happening. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I agree with that. And then on defense, like, you know, we spent all this time talking about, like, the defense is, is you know, maybe the best in the league. So there's not too much, really, that needs to <laughs> You don't have there. too many notes there. But I, I, I do think a couple things I would say. One, I think that they've done a great job of keeping offenses off guard. And so you need, as there's more and more tape on you, more of these offensive coordinators are going to look at tendencies. And so you mm-hmm. need to keep people guessing. Like they've done a great job with that, running different stunts, running creative play calls like Arthur Millette coming off the edge and dropping Michael Pearson coverage in a fourth down play against the Chargers. Like you need to keep people guessing. And I think that that's on Mike McDonald. And then the other thing on the defensive side, you know, we didn't see it as much in this game, but previously they need to make sure that they're stopping the run. You know, in some of the games leading up to that, they were just giving up too many easy yards on the ground and they can't do that. Like mm-hmm. that, that is where all of a sudden all the great things about this defense, if you're giving up six yards on the ground, five yards on the ground, well, now you got a problem because you're in second and third and short. Yeah, I completely agree. I like how Chris Hewitt said you got to lie to the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So get ready for some Pinocchio down the <laughs> stretch here as the Ravens continue to find ways to lie to the quarterback, change the pre-snap to post-snap picture. Uh, I agree. That's going to be important and, and stopping the run as always. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to give out some bye week awards. Yeah. You the know, hardware. Always, the hardware. All right. People are very excited. No dog, though. No dog. We're already giving out all the we dogs. That. The no, the, dogs. That, that hardware's out. Okay. <laughs> well, we are going to give out some bi week awards here. All right. Thanks for listening to the Lounge Podcast. We're coming to you from the SeatGeek studio. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK and you can get a new customer deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK. 
at DraftKings. You need to be at least 21 or older to play and physically present in Maryland. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so I know the players are really excited about the bye week awards here. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting with bated breath <laughs> to hear who's going to win these awards. So let's kick things off. Who is your MVP at this point of the season? I'm going to have to go with the guy that might be the MVP for the whole league for a second time, Lamar Jackson. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, he's playing. I think he's playing at his highest level yet. Mm-hmm. So we're already talking about a former MVP who's gotten better. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he runs the show. He runs the show. Uh, I know the defense has been great and all that, but you take away Lamar Jackson from this equation. It it ain't the same team for no, sure. It's, it's not. I mean, he. I, I agree. Lamar's been great. I, I you know I don't know if he's going to end up winning MVP of of the league. That's just tough to do. There's you know some really good competition there in that regard. But Who I do you think, think wins it? Who you got? I I mean I mean it's I think to, he's beaten Tua now. Mahomes. Well, I think he's ahead of Mahomes. Well, he's he's in terms Jalen of Jalen Hurts. Bryce yeah. saw some Jalen Hurts in there. I mean, the Eagles are a one loss team, but yeah, Hurts I mean, wasn't playing all that well at the beginning of the season. Yeah, as it stands right now, like Lamar's not the favorite. It's who's the it's, favorite? It's still Patrick Mahomes. And so get out of here. And so yeah, I think it's hard to knock. Right, you know, the Chiefs have they're coming off a Super Bowl. It's hard to knock Patrick Mahomes off that perch. I think right. Lamar certainly can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if the Ravens end up being the top seed in the AFC. Or I think that yeah. that will go a long way in that regard. Also, the Ravens are going to be playing a lot of... They've already played two straight primetime games here. Yep. So when you get in front of that national audience and you have everyone talking about... You have, a, you have at least a couple more. You got a couple more at least. Right. And so you're going to have a chance for everyone to see just how good Lamar is. So I think that that could change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that it does. What about the, on the defense are you, side? Are you, you, I'm going with Lamar. Yeah, okay. I'm going with Lamar. Um, defensive side. Are you just going to go chalk? I mean, Roquan's the easy answer. That's a slam dunk. But Matt Abike is making a strong case. Kyle I Hamilton? Is, I think it's a really, actually a really hard, really hard question to answer. Yeah. <sighs> to I me, mean, I have, four, I have four to me. That it, PQ is the other one I would PQ, put in that conversation. Yeah. <sighs> like, and it's, it's honestly really hard for me between PQ and Roquan because both are excellent and it's hard to separate the two. You know, I'm going chalk. I'm going with Roquan. I think everything that he offers beyond just what he offers on the field, like as a tone setter, as the guy who does the communicating in the middle of the defense, like I'm going to go with Roquan. Yeah, I I can't <clears throat> fault that pick. I I think it's honestly, to me, it's hard but separate between those four players. What about Jadavion? I mean, I I would say like you got like the next tier that's not far behind. Are you, Clowny? Oh, well, we're gonna start doing it we, now. Now, oh, here we go. This is how pervoable he goes to. Brandon yeah. Stevens. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, I, by the way, here the two other the two <laughs> other awards here. I've got breakout player and surprise player. Okay. 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 You know, so I, okay, I, I, yeah. I, I like you already me. trying to do like the tiered <gasps> the tiered MVP vote. Well, the first tier I've got Rogue yeah, One. Yeah. The next it's like tier. first team all pro, second team all pro. Yeah. I uh, I'm gonna go Matt BK. Okay, he leads the team in sacks, getting that type of pressure. He leads all NFL defensive tackles, defensive linemen in terms of sacks. Getting that type of pressure out of an interior defensive lineman is so difficult. I also thought something that was interesting this week in talking with uh, Anthony Weaver, the team's defensive line coach. He was asked basically like, the secret's out about Matt BK. Like, is he getting a ton of double teams? Mm-hmm. And I thought Anthony Weaver made an interesting point that like. 
for an interior guy, it's a little harder to like scheme him out of the game, just yeah. the way that the offensive line and the protection works. And so compared to an edge guy where you can just leave some a tight end or a running back in to chip him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the entire game. And so even though everyone knows where Matabike is on every play, it's harder to to steal him out. Right. And that's why like Aaron Donald, right, was so good for has been so good for so long and you're like how does this guy keep doing this like yeah. why don't you just double this guy and take him away and it, it's not really that as easy for an interior rusher yeah and so i think that matabika is just he, he's playing so well and then that does open up things from there as well for me it's really hard to separate guys in the pass rush because it really has been a group effort uh-huh. it, it, not just a lot of guys have sacks, not just statistically, but in how they are getting to the quarterback. It's yeah. been such a group effort with setting picks and, and all that stuff um, that like it's really hard for me to say, oh, yeah, that pass rusher has been the best. Now, I know Matabike leads the team in sacks, yeah. um, but I just gosh, put in it's, just, it's just been such a team effort in that regard. Like I think Jadavion Klein has been great this year. He's been great. Yeah. Um, but I think that Matt BK, I don't just put him in the pass rusher category either. No, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's a three down lineman who can do it all, mm-hmm. and so that's why I have him as the MVP. I, honestly, I think that I'm that, telling Roquan that uh, <laughs> I think PQ <laughs> like I I really think that you can make a really strong case for him. Like he's had he, a great year. He makes splash plays. PQ makes splash plays all over the field. He's a maniac, and so. I don't know. There, there's when you're having the debate that there's too many good guys. That's a good problem to have. All right. So now it's a good problem to have, except when Eric Tacosta is making decisions this off season. Yeah. Well, we can we will cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> Everyone's here right now. We got everybody here. That's right. right. Now. Enjoy it. Um, all right. So in terms of uh, breakout player, all right, I've got yeah. breakout and surprise player. Who would your breakout player be? Well, you always love to complain about my selections for this because, you know... Roquan? I, I you're going Roquan again? I kind of want to say Kyle Hamilton, but I know you'll yell at me. I, I know I you'll actually, start whining. Oh, really? Okay, so that qualifies. I would I would, I, <laughs> I would, put him in the... He qualifies. I'm surprised you didn't go Lamar, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that Kyle... To he me, qualifies. He qualifies because... Metabike? Would he qualify? That that one is fringe to me. <laughs> wow, okay. that one is fringe. That one is. I, I think that you could say that, but I, I think that it's um, Gino. Sure. All right, now I'm going to save Gino. I'm going to go Kyle Hamilton for breakout player. Okay, I think that's a good answer. I mean, he was a he was 14th overall pick, so you have high expectations for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now when we're talking All Pro, Pro Bowl conversation right. with him, like he's now put himself in the conversation of best safeties in the league. Yes, so, I agree with that. Um, the guy I'll point to is Brandon Stevens. Yeah. No, I mean, this totally. Is, this is somebody who was one. moving around different positions and ends up getting his opportunity, just holds on to that spot, yep. and is not just like a guy that they're putting out there to like, okay, we got Stevens out there. You'll see if he holds up. Like, no, he's out there. Marlon has missed a ton of time this year, and Brandon Stevens is covering the best receiver on the field in a lot of these games. Jamar yep. Chase, Keenan Allen, like he's running with those guys, yep. and I think he's done a great job of it. And I don't know where this defense would be really without him. Like if if Brandon Stevens was not as good as he's been, then the Ravens could have a big hole. You well, know, like yeah, now you, you look I, at I, Darby like, and Rock. You see, I like the I like the depth. I like Rock. I like Darby. I, I do, but like. Brandon won that job and hasn't given it up, and I love the mentality that he plays with. So I'm going Brandon Stevens. Yeah, if Kyle Hamilton didn't qualify, it would definitely be Brandon Stevens. Yeah, 
And, and Matt BK, he didn't qualify for this one. He didn't qualify. All right, what about <laughs> surprise player to you? Gino, I think I think Gino has been the biggest surprise of the year. Now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, leading the league in interceptions there for for most of the season. Didn't have that one on the bingo card. Uh huh. So I'm going Gino. All right. Um, I am going to stick defense. We're just going all defense across the board here for yep. these. Uh, I'm Zay gonna, Flowers, breakout player. Uh, right. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, Jadavion Clowney. Okay. Um, I expected him to come in and honestly play a role similar to what Jason Pierre-Paul did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's in that like five sack range where mm-hmm. like he gets some pressures and like he's in spot duty, like pretty good player. Mm-hmm. But he's been excellent. Like he has been tremendous. Uh, he's on pace to have a career year. He might have the best production from a sack standpoint his entire career. He's getting a ton of pressures. When you watch the games, he's disruptive. Yeah. He is. He has the potential to be a game wrecker. The play that he made against the Chargers on Sunday, I think may have won them that game. Mm-hmm. So seven and a half sacks. I hope he gets the double digits. I think he will. That would be pretty cool. If he gets the double digits, I mean, that would be the first time in his career. He had nine yeah. and a half previously. So to, for, for a guy to be in his 10th season... And to bounce around to these different teams, done all these one-year contracts, to have the best season of his career potentially at this point, says something. And and I know he said at the start of the year, his goal was to play all 17. He's played every game up to this point. So yep. Knock on the wood in football. Knock on wood. That, uh, that continues. Yeah. All right. What's been the best moment of the season? Best play, best moment. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of lump oh, those together. Best moment of the season. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what, what what do you have? Do you have one that jumps to mind? Well, one one play that really stands out to me. I mean, the the Lamar touchdown off one leg was pretty pretty cool. Zay's catch deep against the Bengals when he went up in tight coverage and uh-huh. got that one kind of yeah, that was a great play. I mean, the, the Aguilar catch touchdown catch against the Bengals. There's not like been one game that's like one in a crazy like, like a like a like, game like, winner, like the right game winner or something like that. Um, or really, like, Arthur Mallette might hold the closest thing to a game-winning play. Yeah, that was pretty so far. You know, I thought the um, I thought the the Odell touchdown on his birthday was pretty great. That was neat. Um, just that was a like, good moment. That was a big moment for him. The team reaction, everything that went into that, I thought was a pretty cool moment. So mm-hmm. that might be number one for me. All right. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell's touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, Bryson. That's a good suggestion. Keaton Mitchell's touchdown his was great, ex- but but it's kind of marred by the overall. You know, he had the... Which which touchdown are you talking about? He's talking about the Seahawks? Uh, Seahawks game when he had the, the the touchdown run and then the long touchdown also later in the game. Like, yeah. Keaton Mitchell's, like, big breakout game was a, a really cool moment. Yeah, to that see was great. For the rookie. Yeah. That was, that was pretty special. Yeah, so there's a, there's a good number. I have a feeling that there's going to be one down the stretch here. I another mean, Keaton Mitchell run? Or no, no, moment? like another big moment. I, and I and there's so. going to be, like, an, a game winner. I mean, you look at the Ravens' schedule... Right, and you come out of the bye against the Rams, and then you have that three-game grueling stretch. You have the Jags, then the Christmas Day game in San Francisco. Both those games on the road, primetime games, both of them, and then you come back against the Dolphins. Yeah, finish with the Steelers. Okay, so I think the Ravens should beat the Rams. Yeah, coming out of the bye, but then you're so you're looking at ten and three there. Let's play this out. <laughs> next, those next three games specifically, I think you got to win two of them. Mm-hmm. Like you might need to win two of them to win the division. Yeah, you might be in that scenario. I, that would be that would surprise me a little bit. I think that you can win the division. 
<clears throat> at at twelve and five. It depends if you, if the Steelers are the one that are hanging there and yeah. you beat them in Week Seventeen, which I expect the Ravens will. The Ravens are one hundred percent a better team than the Steelers. If the Steelers win the division somehow, some way, that would be preposterous. But if the Ravens lose to them twice, then they deserve it. Yeah. So uh, the Ravens are a better team than Steelers, but like like I'm saying, the pressure's on, and you have to beat some really good teams down the stretch. I think the Ravens are certainly capable of doing so. Yeah. But it's not going to be easy. No, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough road. And honestly, it's kind of like the playoffs are, have kind of started, yep. you know, for the Ravens. I, I really feel that way. When they come back from the bye, it's kind of like, all right, guys, like, playoff mode activated here because yep. this stretch is not going to be easy you're you're fighting for a one seed right you jacksonville's been a, a house of horrors yes. for the ravens over the years yep and, and the 49ers are arguably the best team in football and the miami dolphins are arguably the most explosive offense in football right and you everyone remembers the miami game here last year when yep. they were running all over this defense in the second half of that game yep. now much different defense work was here lots of Kyle Hamilton was a different player now, I was gonna say Kyle Hamilton is gonna remember that game yeah, I so, think it's gonna be a little different this time yeah so I think there's a lot of differences however you know all that stuff is part of the part of the equation here and I think it, it the Ravens like the, it sure would be nice to have a first round bye sure would be nice to have the number one overall seed sure would be nice to have everybody have to come into the bank in if the you're gonna get a first round bye you probably have to run the table looking at the Chiefs, the Chiefs schedule you gotta you run the table and and honestly, that might not even be enough. It might not. If so, they do also, then they get the number one buy. Yeah. So I think that like all of that to say, I think that the playoff mode, kind of the must win mode, is engaged. I like that. Yeah. Engage playoff mode. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a rating or review, and enjoy this weekend off. Yeah. Watch, watch some football. Hopefully, all those Stress free. Hopefully, all the teams in the AFC lose. Yes. It's impossible, but hopefully, you know, somehow <laughs> ties across the board. I don't know. Uh, enjoy the weekend off, Ravens fans. We'll be back with you next week. We won't have filmed the breakdown, but there'll still be a lot to talk Plenty about. Plenty to so discuss. Enjoy. <laughs>